it was unique style. Now it's just unique person. And I've been working on that for years. How can I make mm-hmm. myself the most standout person that I can? Not in like a center of attention kind of way, just you've never seen somebody like me before in mm-hmm. such a way that may or may not influence other people to do the same. Maybe if you don't want to talk, you could just listen. gang what is happening i am al foster and you are listening to the latest episode of your third favorite above average but infinitely curious podcast dimed out a show dedicated to exploring both the mysteries and the meaning of life that is the intro in full i couldn't remember it back in episode two and uh, it's there if you go <laughs> if you go to the anchor page for the podcast it's there That's literally all I had to do to remember it. Anyway, there you go. Yes, if you are new, this is basically what the show is. When people ask me what is Dimed Out, it's difficult to sort of pin down because we do cover a little bit of everything. But primarily, it is an anthropological journey in which I, along with you, dear beloved listener, explore the many, many, many and varied (laughs) layers of this existence. Yes, the mysteries and meaning of life. Or something like that. This week's episode is the concluding part of our two-part conversation with Gabriel Luansing, aka Mr. Master, hip-hop MC, beatmaker, artist, uh, autodidactic individual, thoroughly fascinating human being, and all-round cracking conversation. Speaking of which, if you missed last week's episode, the first part to this two-parter, then obviously I highly recommend you go check it out. Not only will you get yourself caught up to speed with who Gabriel is and the work that he's been doing, but you'll also enrich yourself with an amazing conversation that started off talking about his music and the Ultra Project that he's been working on, but really kind of dovetailed into just so many different topics and places. We kind of zigzagged to many different touchstones in our conversation. We looked at stuff like um, excavation of self, human nature's desire to seek out and find and cling on to patterns, uh, cognitive function, communication, long-form conversations that Gabriel was having with fans during the lockdown period of 2020, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I really didn't expect it to go to half of the places that we did in that first part. But um, yeah, I'm not mad at it because it resulted in a genuinely fascinating conversation. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, then obviously I highly recommend you go and check it out before diving into this one. At the tail end of last week, we did actually go full circle and bring it back to the music and in particular Gabriel's creative process, which is very much what this episode and the concluding part of our conversation is centred on. We touch upon a number of things, including the infusion of humour into music, the idea of mass appeal, the fear of becoming too niche, the fear of meh, you know, having no response is, is worse than having a bad response. And we also get into some of Gabriel's influences, musical and otherwise, as well. 
So, yeah, lots of stuff going on in this concluding part of my conversation with Gabriel. But rather than waffle on any more about what you can expect to hear, let's get into it. You mentioned like the sort of cartoony, sort of zany, crazy sounds of some of your songs. Um, there's definitely, I don't want to by any means at all paint your music as novelty or comedy rap, but there's definitely a sense, like a strong sense of humor in there. Like there have been many times listening to some of your stuff where I've genuinely left at some of the turns of phrases, some of the couplets, some of the references. There's, there's a real witty sense to it. Uh, I want to know how important has it been for you to sort of infuse comedy or a sense of humor into the music? First thing is this underlying principle of all of it, which is I kind of just do this. I don't sample jokey cartoon music because LOL, like it's because I really like this music. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not doing it for a laugh. Like Mm -hmm. all this, like when I'm looking for a sample, right? It's like, it's not like I'm looking for the funniest sample. I'm looking for a cool sample the way that anybody who digs through craze looks for a great loop. Like, I'm just looking in, like, Sesame Street crates <laughs> and stuff. But, like, that's where I'm looking. But I'm still looking for that ear. I'm not looking for the funniest thing. I don't, right. like, I, from what you've heard, I'm, I don't know if you know, I'm not flipping, like, SpongeBob things. Or, like, no, no, no. samples that are, like, obvious. That's the thing. Where I'm really not, like, it is this crate diggy aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. Where I, I, get, wanted, I get that vibe from it, yeah. Yeah, where there's, I... There's some strange samples, choices. Like, there's, like, 50s lounge music in there and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just, like... It's it is pretty abstract, but it is it is like aesthetically pleasing as well. I don't get the feeling listening to the stuff that you've done that you've just basically gone out of your way and searched on YouTube for like abstract weird stuff. It's just like uh, it doesn't just pick it because it's weird or it's odd. Exactly, it's obviously something that you you actually like yourself from an aesthetic standpoint or from a deeper standpoint. I don't know. I mean, if we want to talk deeper in one of these conversations that I had with my listener with what um, one of my listeners he described ultra as the most honest piece of music he's ever heard and i was like huh and it just stopped me in my tracks because i was like i wasn't aiming for that and i right. think in my not aiming for that like it led to mm. that where it's like i'm not doing this to be funny i'm not doing this for any validation i'm not doing this so you can laugh it's like right. i need to do this like it's just also wanting to gesture towards the history of hip-hop i'm not the first person to sample jokey children's records mf doom prince paul like there's all-time grace yeah like there's a precedent for that so it's not like i flipped mf i don't know if you heard that on i like i flipped a doom song like i didn't but yeah i'm I'm gonna go check that out. you know hey like i recreated the beat and redid the song basically and not because like because i think that's dope like i don't think like oh my god he sampled scooby-doo right it's like maybe at first but now it's just like oh this is crazy so Uh the aim is always to make good music that's the thing so in an interview that i did earlier with positions of planes that was something i described myself i think as i'm not a funny wait i don't make funny music i am a funny person who makes good music i think that's what i said something like that so if my sense of humor seeps in, that's what it is. But it's like, okay. it's just, I'm, I am trying to make the most honest music as I can. 
obviously you have people that have really kind of gravitated towards this and really kind of dig what you're doing. And in that same way that you found a sense of relatability when you discovered NerdCon, presumably MC Frontalot was someone that's been an influence. Yes, yes. Um, finding that sense of relatability. And obviously kind of fast forward now you're putting out music yourself based on that and you're finding other people that are connecting with that that don't see it as a counterculture thing that don't see it as a novelty thing but see it as oh this is a representation a reflection of me of of my interests of the kind of sort of sense of humor the outlook the viewpoints um are you concerned with becoming a little bit too niche by kind of going left of the parameters um, and kind of maybe alienating yourself from kind of growing further or is that of no concern to you are you more sort of centered on just again excavating yourself and putting it out there through what you're doing I think I want to bring it back to pure and applied which is to say that if we're talking just at the level of music mm. it would seem that the main thing is to go viral get a TikTok right. and you have this be seen by a bunch of people and that's how it would grow what i just described a lot of people have done and if the aim is to not do it the way people have done it then can't do that like growth apparently doesn't work not only is it not helpful i mean there's a whole litany of things we can talk about of how like growing really fast actually causes even more problems and right me being small means i can keep control of the message that i'm making versus mm. the message I want to communicate. And right. like I say, with these, well, in these conversations, I'm talking to like-minded people and we're growing these things together in a way where, like I said, I'm having multiple conversations where people can really get a full sense of where I'm at, me as a person and the vision for the project. So if we want to innovate in, innovate in that direction, then you know what direction I'm heading in the first place versus growing super fast all at once and noise and misrepresentation and gets really messy. So if we're talking about it at that level, then of music, like, it's just, I'm so anti that, that if yeah. I were, like, sometimes I get scared of going viral by accident or something. Like, I have this one, swear, <laughs> like, I have this one song. I don't know if you saw, like, there's this song 500 Miles that I made over five years ago now that is pretty known. Like, it's got 400,000 plays on Spotify and, like, part of me kind of worries like if that song like gets into something because you know like people get famous out of nowhere and like I swear it really yeah. does worry me that if this really takes off then that exact things happen that ah, that exact thing happens where the project is taken out of context and it just becomes another one of those things flash in the pan it's like that's how I'm spreading it it's not through anything industry it's I'm going to show up in the world and be this and the thing is i don't want to track it either because that's been done analytics mm -hmm. demographics i don't want to play that game i'm just going yeah. to trust that i'm <laughs> honestly like i show up in the world and i'm so different like that's what it's been like i say it was unique style now it's just unique person and i've been working on that for years how can i make mm -hmm. myself the most standout person that i can not in like a center of attention kind of way just you've never seen somebody like me before in mm -hmm. such a way that may or may not influence other people to do the same that's mm -hmm. kind of the long-term vision of it and when I show up at university in my bright color button-up which I don't care about 
of what other people think of me because that's just normal to me right mm-hmm. like I wear my orange backpack I don't know if you saw like I have pictures where it's like yep. a lot of buttons on it like that's just how I show up in the world I'm not doing that for any other reason it's just here's a person you've never seen before here's a bunch of buttons you've never seen before here's a bunch of stuff you've never seen before all at once I've gotten compliments on my voice before it's almost as if I've been practicing on my voice for over 10 years now and so there's that into it too so it's like all these different factors thrown in where it's like and I'm a rapper like so that's how I would want to make a difference in the world not through being a rapper but being somebody who's so different that you have to be different just by being in this same space because if you're in just a room with a bunch of 10 people who are all the same you're gonna end up the same and then somebody Mm -hmm. walks in and just flips the whole thing upside down like and to do it in a way that's look at me that's been done before so right. i'm just like it needs to be to me understated like and an organic yes exactly from a, from a place of yes. sincerity yeah so yeah. as it's and this is what i'm saying so as i'm talking with you right now about breaking this all the way down this is flying around in my head all the time when i'm showing up in the real world when i go in my classes when i'm hanging out with these people that i met this year and hanging out just with friends and stuff i'm not thinking about any of that like it all shuts off. I'm not being intentional, strategic about anything. It's just, I'm present in the world and mm-hmm. I'm ready to listen. And I don't know if I said this earlier, that's, I feel something that is lacking. A lot of people know yeah. how to talk. They know how to word yeah. out their arguments. They know what is right. And they're quick to tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. I feel so few people are, or I assume that so few people are willing to be like, okay, you tell me. And I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. I don't have a stance. I'm not going to argue against you. It's like, you tell me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in my experience, honestly, that sets people off balance. Where you don't want to like, they're expecting some sort of pushback. And it's just like, oh, no, I agree with you. Like, and I feel that's just a testament to what happens when you enter a novel situation. You find out about yourself. You find out a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely. Like, and maybe that thing you find out about yourself is that, that argument you hold might be incomplete not like faulty or anything but just like you're missing something like it's almost as if the world is so much wider than you think it is that's a really good point and i think that's something that we generally as as a whole um most people do kind of tend to sort of negate is the world is larger wider more expansive more deeper than we than we perceive or even think it to be and i think um you know, by exploring it further, by looking into things. And, you know, I'm sure that you've found this by creating and generating content for your lyrics and then annotating on genius. You found this, you found yourself going down rabbit holes. Rabbit holes can be can be a huge time suck and a vacuum, but they can also be incredibly rewarding. And I think just in general, we all could benefit from diving down some strange rabbit holes. Yes. And I remember catching myself falling down these rabbit holes before. I watched this YouTube series on the Seattle Mariners, the baseball team, mm-hmm. for fun. And I was like, wait a second, I'm not going to use any of this for anything. Like, this is about the <laughs> baseball team, who cares? And I kind of made a goal for myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to take something from this and put it in a song. Right. And I did. That's cool. Yeah. So it is what I'm saying about the hero's journey earlier. It's like yeah. you fall down that rabbit hole and then you go home. And I guess home is just the same again. You just kind of like escaped. That's another thing, too. Ultra's not escapist. I'm not creating this world because. I'm trying to leave this crazy world we're in right now. Right. Like, this is how I'm trying to, like, deal with it. Like, 
I'm running towards all this with all mm-hmm. this in tow to like, oh, uh, like it's not nonsense for nonsense sake. That's been done. If we want to talk right. high art and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I feel absurdism and surrealism as artistic movements. You look at a thing and you're just like, whoa, and that's it. Like, I hope people look at myself and they're like, whoa, but like, there's that part to it as well, where it's not just, whoa, because look at all that crazy stuff. It's like, look at all this stuff you've never heard of all at once. So if we're talking Mm -hmm. about like, it is really that, the world being bigger. And like, I've gone through phases of inquiry, I guess, as time has gone on. In quarantine, there was a lot of STEM. I was introduced to a lot of STEM stuff. And I'm in a, I'm, right now I'm at, I'm part of a aerospace engineering club. Uh, at my university, which if you told me two years ago that I was doing that, that I would be given a tour with my friends through a drone construction facility that happened a couple like days ago, two years ago when I was in a play, I'm like, so it's about expanding. So in the music where it's a bunch of stuff all at once, academic, like all this stuff. And then like, here's a person that walks into your life I guess who is a bunch of different and like like I'm trying to consolidate a bunch of stuff from the world all into one thing into one person do you see what I'm saying like and you, and you get that you get like it's something that I wanted to bring up is like I've made just a few notes in terms of your lyrical spectrum of things that like just stuck out to me as like please, wow, that's, please. it's pretty varied and this is like we are skimming the surface if you're yet to listen to Mr. Master's stuff this is like skimming the surface. So I made a bullet point list of a few things. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Joseph Goebbels' favorite films, the German artist Max Ernst, several various medical conditions, Jeff Buckley, David Foster Wallace, and Spamalot, which really threw me. <laughs> oh, that one. really? Did yeah, you not cause... catch the Chinese golf cart manufacturer I mentioned in a song before? <laughs> I did. I'm know. not joking. Well, I know. I I fully believe you. Did you not find the Central African Republic Wildlife Reserve that I mentioned in one song? (laughs) So there's, there's, as I say, that's skimming the surface, and that's already a pretty varied spectrum. And that's what I get from what I've listened to your stuff is that there's definitely a lot of um, depth and width to to what it is that you're kind of exploring in terms of the music, but also for yourself. It has really been that, and at a macro level, I say this in a song, Open Research, where I actually do say things a bit more straightforward of what I want people to Mm. interpret from the project. Okay, fine. You can't travel around the world in a night and have your perspective enriched that way. Here's a bunch of stuff all at once. Like, here's a bunch of different things from all over the world all at once. Maybe it can help inform your thinking. Like, I swear, like, it's kind of like a rabbit hole, except it varies from all these things. Like, if you just go to the Inside Baseball page, it's not like it's a bunch of different stuff from the art world. It's, I don't know if you saw, it's like it's hops from all over the place, academic Mm. to immature, highbrow, lowbrow, pop culture, science stuff, like, in this rapid fire, everything all at once thing. And I'm not going to act like part of the aim isn't that, where it's like, here's all this stuff you've never heard before as opposed to and i don't want to hate but like you hear the same songs and they regurgitate the same themes over and over and even if it's like a new song it's like the same things over and over again it's really that just to overwhelm someone i I was gonna ask is is that part of the 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 
purposeful process to overwhelm people or is that something that has come as a byproduct and that you're concerned about because there are some really dense verses in some of your tracks and I'm guessing that's where the genius pages definitely help in terms of breaking that down but yeah for new listeners it it could be a bit overwhelming is that something you know I was going to ask is that something purposeful by design or is that a byproduct that is come around over time yes initially it was just in 2017, when the project started, it's just, you know, jokey raps over silly beats. Right. It was literally just that in a novel way, but like it didn't get that deep. And, you know, as the style develops, it is that. So it's not like I want people or like I need people to get to the genius pages. And that's where the learning mm-hmm. happens. Right. If that happens, awesome. That's where you can actually dive in and look into the stuff more in depth. Sure. But if you never do that. I hope it's that like sonically, sonically alone. Like if we want to deal with it at the level of art, then yeah. Like, I don't know if you heard the the more recent stuff. I really want it to sound like it's not even English. Like I want it to sound like it's a completely different language mm-hmm. and it's not. And on those um, genius pages, they're playing. Like I said, like there's like no annotations. Yeah. So I can't explain any of it. So if you hear it, and the more recent things, like the drums have gotten crazy. The beats are just noise. Like I wanted, like um, sure. Like I, I started bringing it up. Like the first episode of the pro- of your podcast that I listened to was the Run the Jewels one, and I, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool, we're gonna have a great conversation. Like yeah. if you're like in the Run the Jewels, like LP is my favorite producer, and mm-hmm. part of why is that noisy. Yeah, I feel overwhelming thing too. So I want to just capture that as well. So at, in terms of the educational end of things, there's all these things to break down, but if you just hear it, and this is what I'm saying, like, it's, this is a thing that applies to both. The music, if you dive deep and get into the educational stuff, you can learn a lot. If you don't, here's a bunch of noisy, like, oh, let me break this down. Like, this is a theory that I have, and we want to, like, have that be another subdivision of the ultra philosophy. We can go right ahead right. with that. <laughs> if I start this sentence then bring in a word like osteoporosis the sudden hit of that novel word does something in the brain yeah as opposed to all those other words which you didn't even like pay attention to Mm -hmm. so that's like it when i say novelty i don't mean just novelty like a concept like that thing where a novel threat like in the uh, in a biological sense where you're out in the wild and just like like surprise it's like here's a bunch of there's that. So like something goes on in your brain when some, when you see something you haven't seen before. Right. And if it's one word, that's one way to quantify it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel it happens, you know, it's more qualitative, it's more of a spectrum and it's more if you meet someone for the first time and all that. So if we want to quantify it in terms of words, here's a bunch of words you never heard before in rapid succession and words, not just the meaning of it but aside from the definition because you know you hear a word you have never heard before and you don't know what it means so it's just like a collection of sounds a consonant vowel sounds that you haven't heard in that order before so if we want to look at it now just the songs that I've been writing recently here's a bunch of consonants and vowels that you know that you have not heard in this order before entirely like none of these things you've heard before and my theory is that even if you just hear that something happens in the brain and 
it generates novel thought. Basically, in, if the aim is novelty and getting people to think new things with the idea that eventually it could lead to new actions or new behaviors or maybe even new selves, mm. then if you hear this stuff, this weird nonsense voice beats and all that combination, if you just hear that, my job is done. I did it. Okay. So likewise, for me as a person, same thing. If you talk to me, I hope I can provide some meaningful insight. I hope I did that today. Like I'm trying really hard <laughs> to do that. If I'm like saying all these things, even if you don't, like if you just look at me in the way that I carry myself, maybe not me mm-hmm. just like sitting down or anything, but like, right. I feel that me with my theatrical experience, the way that I move, the way that I gesture a lot when I talk, which you can't see, dear listener, but I gesture a lot when I talk and stuff like that. I have my own way of speaking. And if you, even before like you see any, even before you hear my voice or hear anything I have to say, it's just, if you look at me and think a novel thought, which kind of happens anyway, right? When you meet a new person for the first Mm -hmm. time, you see someone for the first time, you have those thoughts. And the thought may be, oh, she's attractive or like, oh, he's pretty, oh, I like his hair or whatever. And it's just like, what is that guy wearing, right? Like, what are all these buttons that he's wearing on his backpack? Like, and it's like a novel thought. And if that happens, then my job is done. So to overwhelm people with that, (laughs) that feeling, it's like that little instance of here's a novel thing and just here's a novel here. So like, here's a bunch of novel stuff all at once. And in a way, it's like, it's almost like, um, triggering subjective thinking like like pushing people into thinking subjectively about something that they yes. may not have even considered beforehand yes yeah why do you not like this music right. like this like tell me yeah. why give yeah. me a reason because it's not because you've heard it before and it's not because you it sounds like an artist you don't like before like yeah i've said that before that if somebody doesn't like it then i hope they dislike it in a way they never disliked anything before it just pushes you in a new place where it's like oh my god like i didn't know i could dislike something like this like but that's the thing like the never knowing you could like to be put in that place at all like that's my goal and i feel like i'm doing it from anybody that's pursuing any kind of creative endeavor i think the worst thing that you can um create is indifference i think most people Mm. would rather have somebody be like oh i really can't stand yes because yeah dot, 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 rather yeah. than be like eh. yeah meh yeah. is it's the last yeah. thing creatives want to hear yeah like <laughs> here's the thing too like to bring it back actually if we're talking about i don't like this because what you feel like if i were to ask somebody that question about ultra which i've done before i've done hmm. it with those li- listeners of mine like i really want to hear that to ask that why don't you like ultra and see how far they go like if they go for a long time then there you go like every single word that you say now it's like it's why i don't like when people in these conversations like i was saying with listeners i would kind of urge people to not compliment me or anything because like to me that means i made a thing and you agree with all of it it's like hey that thing you did there that's perfect don't change anything about it right that like that's me a hundred percent like, I agree with all of that. And it's like, okay, let's play pretend like you don't. And mm-hmm. like, now you actually have to not use my words because it would be ridiculous if we just had a conversation that was full of, I loved this line or I loved this beat. And it's like, yeah, I did too. That's why I made it. So it's like, where are you in this conversation? Like, mm-hmm. 
yeah it's it's nice everybody wants to hear positive feedback but it gets to a point where it becomes almost like an iron leaven novel stepford wives esquire it's just like yeah that's lovely this is yes great. exactly yeah oh my wow. god that's fire yeah. that's literally that in the hip-hop community it's like <laughs> oh check out myself it's like oh there's fire everybody says that and it's just like no 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 it's not but why that. why is exactly it? It exactly <laughs> and like even for me i'm very specific about that too like i will not one i have a very specific taste like mm-hmm. i know what i like and for me it's a high bar like i'm very specific with okay. the music i like so if you don't if you play me something and i don't like it i'll tell you and even if i do like it i'll give you specific things that's why right. so it's like to show that you're paying attention and yeah you know, so like yeah. it's it's not just a blanket agreement exactly like, yeah. exactly like and for it's partly so and i don't ever like ask people's opinions like while, while i'm making something i'm not one for right. that i just kind of make stuff but like it's partly the benefit of it i don't do it but like it could help you in your creative process but it's also more the other person who is like criticizing and how they're speaking with their voice now that's Mm. my thing like to bring it to people who are interested in philosophy and all that i like i was saying that community i was in earlier and i don't want to single them out it's just a kind of personality online that quotes a lot of philosophers and says one time Carl Jung said da 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 and they just speak in quotes I'm just like and if not literal quotes it's like you know concepts and Mm -hmm. I'm just like where is your contribution and all that so right it's pretty what optics are you applying this show me through your lens yes exactly specifics yeah Mm -hmm. and because anyone can memorize quotes and attribute them to a particular situation, but to apply them to the situation and kind of give a personal distinct perspective, that's where the interest lies, because then you're seeing how you're not only absorbing, but utilizing. Anybody can say, I think this painting is really pretty, right. but like it takes something more <laughs> to say why it is the case. And also I want to say too, that it, that's a matter of decisiveness as well, because mm-hmm. the ultimate reality of, of it all is that everything if we want to say definitely art is subjective and it's just like oh who cares about anything like anybody everything's fire who cares but it's like that's the (laughs) ultimate reality but like to be decisive and say you know what that's not like for me it's like i know what i like that is not i don't like that we could get Mm -hmm. extreme and say that is not good music but for me it's more i know what i like and that is not what i like i like it in like a hateful way either it's just like this does not meet the criteria of what i like Mm-hmm. arbitrarily like i've decided right. that this is what i like and th- that's that not right. for any like logically justified reason but just that's an exercise in decisiveness as well yeah. absolutely um we're going to round things off in just a few moments gabriel um but before we go i want to kind of dive into some influences some musical influences obviously i'm going to push people to go check out mr master ultra and everything that you've done uh, that goes without saying, and we'll throw in the links in the show notes and what have you, and direct people to go and check that out and put it in the rear boxes. But in terms of like inspiration, in terms of you talked about the, you know the things that you like, um, like what what are some of the some of the things that have kind of either inspired you in terms of your craft, your music making, your production, your approach, or that have just spoken to you that have just been like this. It's more than fire. I like it because. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind, just because I was watching an interview of his earlier to prepare for this, was this author thinker person named Jamie Wheel, who okay. has done research into flow states, where he he's spoken to Navy SEALs and jazz musicians, and he has the very collective perspective as well. Hearing him talk, like I basically want to talk like him, so like I tried to talk like 
him or i fail to talk like him so he's one and in terms of thinking and speaking writing wise i think the main one now is aesop rock Please tell me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, please tell me. Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the master of grammatic raps. Yeah, a little bit. The, the, the most wordy, verbose man I think I've ever heard. Well, hi, nice to meet you. He is now the second wordiest, verbose person. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, do you did you see that thing on Reddit where somebody calculated all the the, the words? infographic? Yes. Yeah. So crazy. I did a little math on my thing for Ultra, oh, okay. and um, I <laughs> lap him. Like, honestly, if we're talking wow. about Ultra, like, like mathematically it's like it the numbers like don't lie so it's i'm not gonna act like part of it was just trying to right not like him specifically but like to include as many new words as possible Mm. and he's great at that and not just in a big words for big words sake kind of way so right it's it's all it all makes sense well i don't want to say all of it right it's purposeful without the sense of of being like obtuse yes that's another thing i want to say with me too it's not just big words for big words sake there's that aim as well i am communicating something even if Mm. it's that cryptically and indecipherably it uh, there is a message that i'm trying to communicate with the nonsense nonsense stuff that i say mc paul barman is i i don't know if you know who that is he's very he's very jewish Uh, (laughs) he's very much a wordsmith he's a real innovator honestly he he made the word vajayj like he coined that so he's he's credited with that all right he did a a (laughs) rap where the all well not all like a whole section where it's just palindromes oh wow one that was in the rhythm of morse code where if you deliver it because it's dot dot dash so if you go short short long and deliver it like that it's like Mm -hmm. it's just completely nuts and like Honestly, like I don't go that far, but just in terms of <laughs> right experimentation and all that, like mm-hmm. there's him. I, I I've mentioned Henry Darger before. I don't know if like you heard about that. Like he's this no. outsider artist, okay, who was a recluse his whole life, and he died at like nearly hundred, I think. And when they were clearing his room out, the room he rented, he they found stacks and stacks of artwork and thousands of pages of a novel and i found that story at a very important time in my life where i was questioning a lot in regards to the project and myself Mm. i was like what am i gonna you know honestly like i thought i was gonna i was getting to a point where i felt like i was going to reach that viral growth thing that i wanted to before this is like 21 22 where i was gaining some traction and i thought it was going somewhere back when i thought that mattered (laughs) Right, it, it kind of fell through, and I found that story and was like, "Oh right, when I was in middle school, I wasn't worried about getting famous or mm. definitely not spreading a pseudo religion called ultra or anything." I'm like, "I'm doing this because what else am I gonna do? Like this is this is it. Like this makes me happy, and it's not even in a in a the crowd is cheering me on kind of way. It's just like this." comes so natural and i don't need anybody else to tell me to do this like no expectations no anything Mm. so not to aim specifically for that because nobody knew about his artwork right no one and it would be nice for you know so it would be nice to be known (laughs) like more like that but like to have that (laughs) 
that remain as the essence of it all that right as in chasing analytics chasing fame like that is the most pure artistry he did it for him to do it for him yeah Yeah, i'm like i need to do this for me so no matter what happens it's like this is for me that was a major lesson that i'll keep with me always Alright gang, so there you go, that was the concluding part of my conversation with Gabriel Loansing, aka Mr. Master, talking all about the music and the creative process. I genuinely thoroughly enjoyed talking with Gabriel, somebody I could talk to very easily about a lot of different things, and uh, yeah, I like what he's doing with his music. I will say this though, in the interest of fairness and honesty and transparency, I genuinely like his ambition to be unique and to be novel and to be somebody that hasn't been before and do things that haven't been done before. I think that is just a wonderful intent. However, the sceptical part of me does question whether or not that is even possible at this stage. Considering how much history and creativity has preceded us, I kind of feel like maybe we're at a point of just creating variations of pre-existing ideas. The wonderful book, Ghosts of My Life, by the late, great Mark Fisher, really kind of put me on to thinking about that very deeply. It also kind of sent me on a massive rabbit hole regarding hauntology, but it did kind of get me thinking a lot more about the idea of recycled ideas. And it's kind of, in a weird way, ruined some stuff for me because it's kind of like pulling the invisible veil away and showing you what's actually there. Uh, One of the things that Mark Fisher gets into with that book is the idea that really there has been no original music, truly original music, since the early 90s, since the sort of advent of jungle music, essentially. You know, everything has kind of been a reiteration or a sort of derivative copy of everything else that's been before. And although that is an extreme statement on the surface, there is some weight to that. There is some truth to that. At least in my opinion. You know, that is that is just solely my opinion. So as much as I do love Gabriel's ambition and enthusiasm and the intent to be unique and novel and to be somebody that hasn't been before and do things that haven't been done before, I, I do genuinely question whether or not that is actually possible. But here's the thing. I would love to see him prove me wrong. I would love to see him show that it is possible and that it is happening. Regardless of that, though, Gabriel is without a doubt a very talented young lad with a very bright future. I have enjoyed what I've heard of his so far, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the future. If you want to get on board with Mr. Master's stuff, which you definitely should be doing, you can find links to everything that Gabriel's got going on in the show notes. That includes his SoundCloud page and his Genius page, as well with all those annotations for his songs. But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed talking to Gabriel. He is a very enthusiastic uh, person. He's got a lot of passion for what he's doing and he's being authentic to himself, which I absolutely love to see. So all power to you. 
If you take a look in the show notes, you'll not only find Gabriel's links, you'll find links to stuff that we're doing here at Dined Out, links to the Facebook page, if that's your thing, the YouTube channel, the Instagram and, and Twitter, which is basically just me at I am Mal Foster. Links to all sorts of different stuff to do with the show. So if you want to take a deep dive regarding Dined Out, there's plenty of stuff for you to do so. If you want to help the show out, if you've enjoyed this or previous episodes, the best way to do that is simply to subscribe. We're available wherever the hell it is you got this from, along with lots of various other podcast podcast platforms. Of course, if you want to imitate Suggs and go one step beyond, you can always leave a nice rating and a review. It helps with all the internet alchemy and magic and puts us in people's ears and all of that good stuff as well. So that's an option too, if you fancy it. We should bring back haiku reviews, actually, come to think of it. That was something I was doing last year where I, I was trying to encourage people to do reviews for the episodes or the podcast in general using haiku format. Um, yeah, get your creative juices flowing. Why not? Take some inspiration from Gabriel's creative... creative oh, Jesus Christ, I can't speak. Creativity. Or don't. You know, it's entirely up to you. Whatever you want to do with your free time. You know, I'm not your mum. I'm not telling you what to do. And on that note, then does it just about for this week's episode, ending on a very strange note. Next week's episode, I am going to take some of the residual anger I've just displayed there and uh, distribute it in a healthy way by smashing crockery and glass bottles. Literally, that's what I'm doing next week. Yeah, as weird and surreal and as nonsensical or even flippant as all of that sounds, it is actually real. It is legit. That is what next week's episode is going to entail. But to get the full scoop, you have to, of course, tune in. Now, normally at the end of an episode, we'll just kind of roll things out with the usual theme, the outro. But seeing as we've been having the uh, absolute privilege to chat with Mr. Master, get inside his creative headspace and talk about the work that he makes, it only seems fitting that we end this week's episode and our conversation with Gabriel by playing you one of his tunes. This is pretty fresh as of the time of uh, recording this. I think he only just made this a couple of days ago. He sent it over to me. I'm very thankful, as I am, for his time and his insight Uh, This is called Superposition Catastrophe. So if you are completely unfamiliar with the work of Mr. Master, this is a pretty good example of what you can expect when you take that deep dive into his back catalogue. Anyway, enjoy it. I will see you guys next week. Look after yourselves, look after each other, and until next week, when I am legitimately smashing crockery, keep it dimed out. Take me to your readership. The gong variability renders all control alternatives deleterious. Imps, mass envisioning, house kidnapping, bleak windows I don't hold captive go extinct. High vis, hoodwink, cha-ching, cost sink affordance. Swallow that pride with a side cylinder of Morton's. Picture me hungry for a nifty bean baby endorsement. This floorless demands you handle this much more torque before you board it. Cordially, consider quaternary sorcery. In a sense, resource poor. In essence, purity. Let any anaphylactic shock that land lockage migrate into treacherous waters. 
quick way. Calendar Lee Lock in my fate is the president's father. Cupid's vote deep in Snoop Joe's speech. John Vietnam in patience and neuro growth hormone deficiency. Eerie how clearly the stars align when the divide between heart and mind becomes decompartmentalized. Eerie still as alignment's intrinsic subjectivity. However, celestial objects constellate the subject still is me. Contemplate your universe. Computate its eigenworth. Factor in your time on Earth. Contact my eye if your sight line gets blurred. Never one to at least you tried the feeble-minded. Mismeasuring slapdash wingspan stretches to reach your highness. Ground loop with prelim flight tests. What do but soundproof your me-filtered mind shelter? You can take a worm out the book, but that apple's bound for Newtonian cooking. Superpose like nobody's looking. Scooched over so many bookings for the infinite bus influx of my goodness. All from the orb of reality of the worldwide wooden. Bypass the wall of her pastures a poised posture. Absence of land stole, not a voyage bonner. Unbuttoned by corsaged collar and prom post to a four-year college. Eight years on and divorces preposterous. Conduct a philanthropic cascade trophic to catastrophics. Outsmarting dystopic nuclear misalignment. Quantum to cosmic all encompass. Your so-called halting problems cornerstonic to our stigmergic idiotoxic. As you were, your vacuuming in an animal with actual. Metabolize back into the anthropos until your skill to rationalize quackery catapults. The efferent Samuel cold action potentially equitable efferent nanovolts. Vigilante evangelism will devour me whole. Sold if I think one chink of the fallacy of control. Winter sequence to genomes worth of finiteness. Stamping a life science donor heart on my driver's license. I must. An extra sense I trust. Ending connection at touch underestimates us. Mutual assurance ain't exclusive to destruction. If apocalypse knocking ain't enough, find silence. You not pushing the button. My finger hovers high so yours can cast blame. Should my eye blink, I beg you shame. Condemn me to flames. Small price to pay to transcend planes. Pray I return changed. Shouldering my susceptibility to sustaining a tragic static refrain. Man finds hole in world and fills it only with his own brain. Last time I spun it as a plea to seize the day and that will stay. This time I am a self-absorbed attention whore doomed to believing it could never be any other way.